And so Luke's going to come up and share his heart with us as well. I think I'm on. Can you guys hear me? Hopefully I'm not too loud. If I am, just pipe me down a little bit. I don't think I'll need this. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good morning. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my wife and daughter and I moved here uh, six months ago, about almost to the day, um, and we, we knew the Lord was going to provide, um, and he was shifting our hearts and uh, our family to a, a new place, a new area, and we had a, a complete peace about his provision. Um, but first off, I want to thank this church uh, and this family that we uh, have now been adopted into um, here in Crawford, uh, because his, his provision is greater, and you guys are an example of that. Um, and I... I've always known he provides. Uh, you, you hear about it all the time, and the Lord told Moses multiple times, he will, I am your provider, and he will provide. And, but his provision is greater. His providence is greater in our lives. And I just want to thank each and every one of you guys for the blessing that you guys are to us um, as we've moved down here and transitioned 12 hours away from where we were. And um, God's goodness is truly good. And uh, even if he does move us uh, to a different place and call us to a different place. But um, as Pastor said a few months ago, I was reading uh, through numbers and into Deuteronomy. And uh, Savannah and I, now that we're a little bit further away from family, uh, we wanted to dedicate Sealy. We had the conversation uh, with Pastor about dedicating Sealy. And, well, the Lord was, put, was having me read right in numbers. And this conversation came up between Savannah and I, and I said, well, let's ask Pastor what this church uh, desires in a child dedication. And um, anyways, it's, it's just neat how God works, because he truly works in everything, and his scripture works together um, for his good. And uh, in that timing, uh, I was right at the end of Numbers going into Deuteronomy, and that's what we're going to study this morning. Um, but first, I'd love to pray over this message, and I hope that, and I desire that God is present in each of our hearts and that I'm a vessel for him. All glory to him, and in the name of Jesus, uh, we're going to study his scripture together this morning. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we come to you this morning with a humble heart and a grateful heart. We give you praise and we give you thanksgiving. We thank you so much for adopting each and every one of us and giving the opportunity for us to to come into your family. And uh, you are good, and you are our good Father. And I just pray over this service, Lord, and over this message. And may you speak to all of us, and may you open our hearts and our minds to what you're going to speak to us. Um, And may your son be glorified in this, and may we be speaking in the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus alone. And uh, we we thank you for your truth, and we thank you for your scripture. And uh, we ask all of this in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. So there's a couple, two points I want to start off with uh, to keep in mind as we uh, dive into some scripture here. Uh, that really kind of resonated as I started to build what the Lord was speaking into my heart through this scripture. And the first one is living today dead to ourselves and alive to Christ. And I really, I was encouraged by Moses, uh, and it's it's the tail end of Moses' life. Um, As as you guys know, at the end of Numbers, um, the Lord tells Moses he's going to die. And so we're going to study his response, uh, not only in that, um, but I want to keep in mind uh, and be encouraged that we are to live today um, dead to ourselves and alive to Christ. 
and how this is demonstrated through Moses and how Christ demonstrates it himself is the perfect example. And the second point is to leave a legacy that provides opportunity for each and every one of us that we interact with today, now, at this present time, to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior so that for generations to come, that will continue. And I want us all to know that we're going to leave a legacy, each and every one of us. And Pastor had a, had a sermon this past summer um, that talked about influence, and we all have influence. And he's exactly right. And we're going to leave a legacy whether we, we think we are or not. And that legacy is going to be for Christ or it's going to be for something else. And I believe that, as Scripture says and as Jesus says, um, whoever is not for me is against me. If we don't leave a legacy for Christ, it's of something else. And it doesn't mean it's a bad legacy in worldly, ter- in worldly terms. But from our belief in Christ and our faith in Christ, um, I believe that we need to be mindful that we are leaving a legacy. Living today, we're leaving a legacy. And what's that legacy going to be for? And I want, to, I want us to be intentional with that. So the two points, living today, dead to ourselves, alive to Christ, to influence the second point, leaving a legacy that provides opportunity for others around us today and for generations to come to have an opportunity to know and to accept Jesus Christ. And so the first scripture or the, the passage uh, that we're going to start in, and I have an NLT version, so I, I apologize if that's different from yours. Um, but it's Numbers 27, uh, starting in verse 12 through 18. And I'm just going to read this, and then we're going to uh, analyze. It says, One day the Lord said to Moses, Climb one of the mountains east of the river, and look out over the land I have given the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die like your brother, you will die like your brother Aaron. For you both rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. When the people of Israel rebelled, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle. So the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied, Take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar, the priest, before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Praise the Lord for his, his word. Praise the Lord that we are reading this today. Um, I find a lot of times in life uh, when the Lord really wants to speak to Luke, Luke's never heard him audibly, but usually when the Lord speaks to Luke, it's, he brings conviction to my heart first, and then he speaks to me um, through that and encourages me through that. Uh, and I see that's what the Lord does here because he not only tells Moses he's going to die, he tells him what he didn't demonstrate in a Christ-like manner and in a godly, God-honoring manner. But Moses' response to start with in verse 16, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. What a response to start with to the Lord. Moses has been in communication for how long with the Lord? And he, he responds to, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. I find that as a form of worship to the, 
to the God and the one and only God who gives breath. He's recognizing and acknowledging who God is and the sovereignty that God has. And he's also humbling himself as a creature to our ultimate creator. And I find that very encouraging from Moses' standpoint because he just got told he was going to die sooner than later. We all know we're going to die, do we not? But for the Lord to speak that and say, Moses, you're going to die, he really responds with, with peace and trust. Mind you, he had been in very good communication with the Lord uh, through, the, through the journey he had been on with the Israelites. But he, he understands God's goodness, and he understands that God is the giver of life. And we see that all the way through Deuteronomy. I won't bore you with the whole book of Deuteronomy, but he really, he, he multiple, there's, there's a lot of times where he tells us that he is, the, he is the giver of life. And I see that demonstrated starting in the next sentence there, please. There, there's, a, there's a desire and there's, a, there's a, a humble desire because he understands who God is. And he, that he is the creator. He just came off telling him that he's, he is the God who gives all breath to creatures. And it's a, it's a very kingdom mindset Moses has uh, in this. And, and not only because of how he's reacting to death, because he knows that death has no hold on him. Because he knows who, who gives breath to all creatures and who takes away breath. But he knows and has the peace of God in his heart to respond like this, it's not about him. And the point, number one, was live today. And Moses in this response is living today. He's not worried about five days down the road when he's going to die or whenever he's going to die. He doesn't know when he's going to die, but he knows he's going to die sooner or later. And he's not concerned about the past. He is living today, understanding that it's not about him, but it's about the Lord. And he wants the Lord to continue to provide. And he understands the, the leader of the people of Israel need that. So that for generations to come, they will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 17. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle. So the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. I was very encouraged by the last bit of that, will not be like sheep without a shepherd. As we see in the end of John, when Jesus is having a conversation with Peter and asking him if he loved him three different times, and he told him to feed his sheep every time, the Lord provides a shepherd. And he provides Christ as our ultimate shepherd. But Moses is is referring to that in this, that we need Christ to continue on so that there aren't lost sheep. And I find that encouraging, and I hope that we can see that today we're sitting here with an understanding of who Christ is in our lives. And somebody had to tell us that. Somebody passed that down. So Moses is telling the generation in Israel that, hey, guys, and he's speaking with the Lord here, and he's saying, we need somebody to lead so that it'll get passed on. And we're sitting here 2,000 plus years later, and we're sitting here talking about the story of Jesus Christ, are we not? And the Lord's provision. 
in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah for that, because we are, we are an inheritance of Moses' desire and heavenly desire that someone would lead this generation so generations to come would continue to know the Lord. And as we see through Deuteronomy, Moses isn't done. Moses knows he's going to die soon, but he doesn't sit back in retirement. The whole book of Deuteronomy, Moses is still communicating with the Lord. The Lord's still communicating. He doesn't sell up and say, well, I'm going to die. So what do I do now? He continues. He reiterates uh, the offerings. He goes through all of the different um, festivals, and, and the Ten Commandments are repeated, the Lord asking him to do all this. But Moses is still willing to do it and continues to encourage wholehearted commitment to the Lord so that they will know the Lord for generations to come. He continues to remind all through Deuteronomy the people of Israel. And if we move into Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, he's, he's, he's repeating the Ten Commandments. And he's talking about idolatry. idolatry. And I'll start in verse 8. You must not make for yourselves an idol, of any kind or of, or of an, or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is, in, is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But, sounds pretty, it's like, wow. That's, that's pretty harsh. But he answers with, But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. He reminds the people why, why we need to obey. Because the Israelites are probably wondering, Well, geez, Moses, you're repeating all this in Deuteronomy again. We heard it. Well, he's reminding of what their ancestors had done. And it's straight away, left and right. Because it's going to impact not only them, but generations to come. There's an eternal impact and legacy that is going to continue on for a thousand generations. And that's going to be life. It's going to be for Christ. It's going to be a legacy for Christ. Or it's going to be a legacy for something else of this world. And if it's not for Christ, it's not what Jesus is commanding us to do. It's a command of the Lord to to live today so that we will leave a legacy for Him for generations to come. And that doesn't mean just our own personal children. That's the brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the people around us so that we impact the people here to impact generations to come. Everybody under the sun. In chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, verses 4 through 9, Moses, it's just one of the times Moses encourages. And like I said, I won't read whole Deuteronomy because he, he, calls, he calls for a wholehearted commitment. He encourages continually um, throughout. But I just want to um, point this one out. Uh, and it's, it, he repeats it again uh, in another chapter down the road. But uh, starting in verse 4 uh, through 9, it says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the God alone. And you must love the Lord 
your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly <clears throat> excuse me, to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk to them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them on your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Live today with the understanding of what Christ has done in our lives so that we have impact and we leave a legacy so that generations to come can receive the inheritance and the gift of grace from the Lord Jesus Christ that we have been told about and blessed with throughout all of our lives. <clears throat> he encourages us to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, and all our soul. And to commit to serving Him. And we see that continually through Deuteronomy. Commit. Commit to this so that the way of the Lord continues on. And the way of the Lord, as we see in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. What's Moses, or what's the Lord telling Moses to tell the people of Israel? Tell and repeat and do all of this to your children so that for generations to come they will know the way of the Lord and not get distracted and get off path. <clears throat> and is there some is there some conviction? Is there some hard conversations? Absolutely. Moses has went through the wilderness with the Israelites multiple times. But he continues to encourage, but there's seriousness that Moses has here if we don't. Because if we don't live today with that mindset of what is to come for our children, for the children around us, for the generations that we won't see here on earth, then there's going to be a legacy that's not of Christ. And there won't be rejoicing for those generations to come. But we have to be very intentional. And that was one thing the Lord really put on my heart. Uh, living today with the mindset of it for generations to come so that we leave a legacy. Because if we aren't intentional with the little things, those things are going to add up. And those big things are going to continue to impact. And there's going to be those things that we need to dive completely to ourselves, as Paul encourages us. Because to die is to gain. To, for Christ to live in us fully, we have to remember who we're serving and have to be intentional today about every single detail of our lives because there's a legacy that's going to be left. And a legacy that's going to be of Christ or it's going to not be of Christ. And so I just want all of us to be encouraged this morning that we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if we're claiming Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are to live for Him. And we are to tell others about Him. And I love the mission statement of this church, or the, the, the motto, or love, love God, love people, impact our world. Is that not what Moses just said in Deuteronomy 6? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And commit wholeheartedly to Him. And why is Moses saying to repeat it? Because that's loving our children. That's loving the people around us so they will know the way of the Lord and not be distracted by 
the enemy and what the world has to offer. And it's a responsibility. And not that we lord the responsibility over our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we encourage it and we understand and we receive it with grace because we received the good news at some point in our lives. The Lord worked in our heart and in our mind at some point, and it's our job, as we see in all of the Gospels of the Bible, Jesus, before he sends to heaven, commands us to do it. That's his last words to his disciples before he sends to heaven. He could have said much more, but that's what he said. So it's our responsibility if we claim Christ, and if Christ is Lord in our life, that is our responsibility uh, to leave a legacy for him because he's living in us. And if he's living in us, then it shouldn't be about our legacy. There's a lot of good things in life, and we can leave, we can leave things in life for our children that are good. But good's not good enough. Jesus Christ is enough. And if we leave him, that's leaving eternal goodness. And that's leaving goodness that's going to run after those generations. In chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, Moses walks through all of it, wholehearted commitment. And mind you, he still gets told he's going to die, right? So this is what he's still doing all through Deuteronomy. But I'm encouraged by Moses's response here. I'm going to read the scripture and then we'll discuss. The chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make, or that you would choose life, so that you and your descendants might live. You might make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He doesn't. He encourages. He reminds us of what's happened in the past. But Moses is encouraging us to live today. And he's given us the choice. And that choice is encouraged by the Lord. And that's the choice that we have. The Lord's not going to lord it over us that it has to happen. It's got to be us having willingness to open our hearts for the Lord to speak into our hearts. Because he gives us a choice. And we have a choice to choose whether we are going to leave a legacy for Christ here on earth, or if we're going to leave it of something else. And I want to encourage us that we have to be intentional about it because we might be thinking we're leaving a, a legacy that is of goodness and that is, but if not every aspect of our life is laid down and surrendered to the Lord, it needs to be. And I want to encourage us as well that no matter what our past looks like, we can turn from the legacy that we may have started to leave since we've been here on earth. God gives us forgiveness. Hallelujah. He's given each and every one of us the opportunity to accept that gift of forgiveness. And so no matter where each and every one of us are in our walk with the Lord, 
we have a choice between life and death today. No matter what the past has been, no matter what our legacy looks like that's behind us already, what we've done, none of it. Today we have a choice between life and death. And we have a choice to live today for Christ and be dead to ourselves, or we can be living for ourselves and of this world that the world encourages us to do. But it's our choice. And it's our, it's our children's choice. It's that generation's choice. Moses is encouraging this, but he's telling the generation right now in front of him, it's your guys' choice. Are you going to speak life into these people so that for generations to come, he will bless them for a, uh, he will lavish his love on them for a thousand generations? Or are you going to reject, are you, are you going to uh, leave a legacy that is of rejection of the Lord that will be upon them for three or four, five, six, seven generations? And I love in, in that, in, in verse 19, all oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And that, that goes back to point number one of living today dead to ourselves and alive to Christ. And I feel that is what is being encouraged here, that, that it is our choice, but there's a desire and it's in a heavenly desire that we would choose life and we would choose it abundantly to live and so that our descendants might live and live with the eternal gift of grace in our lives so that's passed on continually. And that's a different life than the the world tries to describe or portray or encourage. It's truly living, but it's not living for ourselves or of ourselves. It's the key to life. So Moses models the kingdom mindset. And the last thing I want to say about Deuteronomy, the end of Deuteronomy, is Moses ends his life and as he desires to continue to work for the Lord and serve the Lord with wholehearted commitment until the last days of his life, is in 32 he writes a song. Not that I could write a song, but he's not writing the song just for any reason. The Lord's putting stuff on his heart and on his mind to work and to continue on uh, for the legacy that Moses is continuing to live from the day he told him he was going to die to the day he's actually going to die. Moses is still continuing to live with a, with a mindset that is of heavenly things and working for the Lord and writing a song. I mean, what kind of commitment is that compared to maybe what the world says is ease back, it's retirement. The Lord has a plan and a purpose for each and every day of our lives. And that's to impact and leave that legacy. Because every day we're going to leave a legacy. What you and I do today is going to impact what people, how people see Christ or how people might not see Christ. So Moses models a kingdom mindset. And Christ is the kingdom. And at uh, the end of the first passage we read, so they wouldn't be like sheep without a shepherd. Like I said, in, in the end of John, the command that he has is a conversation. You got Matthew, and it's the Great Commission. But in John, it says, Feed my sheep. And he repeats it three times with Peter, the conversation. 
Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Well, if, if they're his sheep, he must be the shepherd. And if he's commanding us and is going to go away and says it is better that I go because the Holy Spirit is going to come, then Christ is within us. And we are living for Christ to be the shepherd for him as vessels for the sheep, not only to come generational down the road, but the sheep that are lost today around us. And as we see in Christ's example on his tenure here on earth, we can, we can go back to the points of living today to leave a legacy. Christ left a pretty good legacy. He left the legacy of life, did he not? True life. Because he is the life. But he wasn't living for this world because he, he, he left a perfect example and a perfect legacy and a perfect, um, a perfect love for us. And that wasn't of the world. That was him himself. And it was passed on. He not only encouraged people along the way, but he, he loved along the way. And he, he commanded us, right before he went back to heaven, for us to preach the good news, to share the good news to everyone. Everyone under, at every nation under the sun. He commands us to share his legacy, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. And he blesses us with the Holy Spirit to live within us. Hallelujah for that. Christ lived a perfect life to save us, and then he commands us, to live for Him. And where I'm also encouraged from a brother in Christ in Paul in Colossians chapter 3, there's a few different versions of it. Um, starting in verse 16 through 17. And as a church family... We've been blessed by the, the messages pastors shared over the span of the summer on his greater series through Colossians. <clears throat> Starting verse 16, let the message about Christ and all of its richness, greater riches, I think, is one of the sermons, right? In all its richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. In King James Version, I really uh, I, I like the I like the perspective and the, uh, the 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 different translation in verse 17 there because it says in in word or deed. Whatever whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think. There, there's, there's songs that we've sang, and, and one that comes to mind is speaking Jesus. And I think we can take that not only from 
how we are to live, how we are to teach, how we are to counsel, but also to speak Jesus because the Holy Spirit's living within us and He's going to speak through us. We are the vessel. We aren't speaking life. Jesus is the one that's speaking, but He's speaking. He wants, He desires to speak through us so that generations to come will know Him. Legacy is huge. And I think in, in we've got to be careful in a society and in a world that desires and maybe thinks of legacy as inheritance. And what are we going to pass on? What, uh, what are our children going to get? This, that, or the other thing. And uh, often I, I see it as whether it's materialistic things, whether it's the, the land or the this, that, or the other thing. Not that that's bad, but if it's not in the name of Jesus and passing that down first and foremost in the name of Jesus then we aren't living wholeheartedly for Christ. And we aren't leaving a legacy so that generations to come can inherit the gift of grace by hearing the good news in their lives and seeing the walls break down like Joshua sees the walls break down. And I so desire for each and every one of us sitting here today to consider the legacy that we've left, but the legacy that we're continuing on. Today we have today. He tells us not to worry about tomorrow. So today I encourage us that Christ needs to be Lord of our life if we're going to claim him. And he needs to be known through each and every one of us because that's what he's commanding us to do. He's commanding us to share the good news. So be encouraged this morning, brothers and sisters, that we need to live for Christ to leave a legacy for Christ for generations to come. Live as vessels, nothing more, nothing less. That is who God created each and every one of us. He's got purpose for us. He's got a plan for us. And if we live today dead to our desires, the fleshly desires that Luke struggles with every day, he is going to work through us for his purpose and for his plan. And it's going to be in a life that's abundant. Whatever we do, in word or in deed, do it in the name of Jesus. Live for Christ so that we leave a legacy for Christ to those around us and for generations to come. God is good and I am thankful. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning with a humble heart and a thankful heart for your good news being passed on through generations to hear the ears and the hearts that are here today. You are so good and we are so thankful. We thank you for your word and the truth that's in your word. May we live today with a mindset that is of you and for you and for you alone. Nothing added, nothing taken away from that. Encourage each and every one sitting in this room that they have a legacy to leave that is greater than anything that we can fathom or imagine. 
We thank you for your time. And we thank you for giving us life. Life abundantly here on earth and eternal life. And may we pass that on for generations to come. In the precious and in the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, with that in mind, with the heart of that sermon, uh, I'm going to ask first, so the way we're going to do this, I've got some words I'd like to speak uh, to Luke and Savannah, to Tanner and Courtney, as they dedicate their kids. So I'm going to ask them to come up. Everyone wants to see your kid and not my face right now. Uh, that's one of the cool things about baby dedications. Yes, just, just the parents and your child right now. Uh, and also, can someone please go get the kids and bring them down? I'd like the kids to be here. Lots of people can go get the kids. That's great. So this morning, uh, we get the joy uh, of sharing with Luke and Savannah and Tanner and Courtney as they are giving back to the Lord uh, the gift in which God has given them. And scripture tells us that our children are a gift and a heritage from the Lord. And it wasn't until I held a child that I realized how precious that gift truly is. Not only precious, but how much that gift truly involves. And, you know, as, I was, as Luke was talking about legacy and as Luke was talking about what God has done, I thought about this and, and we say, why do we dedicate our kids? Like, what's the point? Well, the reality is God said he was the author and finisher, right? That's who he said he was. He created Seely and he created Bennett and he created them for a purpose. He created them for a purpose in his kingdom. And he's trusted Luke and Savannah, Tanner and Courtney, with raising their child so that they can accomplish the purpose that God has set them out to do. It's humbling. There's something powerful in knowing that the one who is, who was, and always would be designed Seely and designed Bennett for incredible purposes in his kingdom. And he saw Luke and Savannah, and he saw Tanner and Courtney fit to raise them so they can accomplish that purpose. And by standing today before us, what Luke and Savannah and Tanner and Courtney are saying is, God, we acknowledge the gift you've given us. We don't acknowledge just the gift, but the responsibility you've laid before us. And the commitment that they're making before us today is that they're going to do their very best to see God's will accomplished in their kids' lives. God, we bring back the first fruit. God, we bring back our child and we we yield them to you saying we'll do whatever it takes so that that legacy, so that choosing life, so that the goodness of God can be experienced in their lives. I probably should look at my notes, huh? Some scriptures. You guys can look at me for just a second. Now they can look at your, your backs. Um, 
Scripture says, uh, well, first of all, be very intentional in raising your kids. If we're not intentional, it doesn't happen. That was a good word, Luke. Thank you for that word. He says, train up a child in the way he or she should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. You read this verse, Deuteronomy 6. These commandments I give you today are to be upon your hearts. That's you and that's mom and dad's. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And whatever you do, whether it's in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. Today's a step in that journey, acknowledging publicly you're going to do your very best to raise your child up in the way that God designed them. Now I'm going to ask, I don't know if you talked to any family, if some family wants to stand with them, we're going to have family. Because see, last week we talked about the body of Christ. So you guys might want to separate just a little bit because there's lots of families, which is cool. Because families just like Tanner and Courtney or Luke and Savannah were given the privilege uh, of Seely and Bennett in their lives, you've been given that privilege as well. And in the body of Christ, there's a legacy. Like we can see this legacy that gets passed on. Your lives are interacting with their lives. Your words are becoming part of who they are. And you play a part just as much as, as, as the parents in some ways in helping their children become who God called them to be. It's not just a responsibility for us, but it's a responsibility for you. And I would like the kids to come forward. Our kids in our church. Yeah, that's you guys. Because as a parent, you know what I've recognized? Some of the most influential people in my kids' lives are the kids who are around them. I've watched my kids play with Trevor and Levi and run and laugh and have fun because of their influence in their lives. Kids, look at me for a second. Your lives are important for Bennett and Seeley. The way you live your life will impact how God uses them. Because just like you look up at the big guys in our church and the big girls in our church, they'll be looking up to you. And so in a moment we're going to pray for them, and I'm going to ask that you guys pray for them, because what I need from you is saying, yes, we'll do our best too. That's what the family's saying, that's what the parents are saying, that's what the body will say, and that's what I'd like for us kids to say too, okay? All right, so uh, I'm going to ask, uh, if, if you guys want, we're going to pray. We're going to dedicate these kids. Kids, if you want to, you can come put your hands on the parents uh, or uh, be near them. So we're praying for them. You can, why don't you guys step forward just a touch so people can get behind you. There we go. So just kind of separate. Pray for some. Or not. We have a legacy. Father, this morning, in the presence of God, in the presence of our family, in the presence of the church body, we dedicate Seely and Bennett to you. In dedicating them, God, we acknowledge the gift in which you've given us. We acknowledge, God, the privilege in which you've allowed us to be a part of their legacy. 
And God, we pray for them life. We pray for that choice, choosing life, the legacy, the understanding of Jesus Christ in all that he is for them. And God, whether we're standing as parents, we're standing as family or kids or the church body today, help us, equip us to do our part. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We look forward to your plans and purposes being fulfilled. We look forward to all that you you have in store in these lives for your kingdom and for generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, kids, you can sit down now. Thank you for coming out. Families, you can sit down. Tanner and Courtney, you can sit down. Luke, you can't. No, I'm just kidding. I say, the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And I'm going to pause for a second. You guys thought you were getting out. I didn't preach today. I got a thought that came to me. You know, we just saw a demonstration of of parents with their kids in offering back to God something of value. And the challenge that God is, is, is speaking to me is maybe there's some things in your life that you need to offer back to God as well. Maybe there's some things, some gifts, some, some privileges, some blessings that he's bestowed upon you that he's challenging you with to offer it back to him. That's the legacy in which you live. And much like the scripture that was just read, we have a choice today, and that choice is to choose life or death. That choice is to choose whether we're going to acknowledge and affirm all that God has or we're going to do it our way. And so I would encourage you with that choice, as I started on my priestly wrestling, which meant goodbye, um, to think about that this week, to let it ponder, to let it marinate in you. Is there something that I have that I'm supposed to be giving back to him? Something that he needs for me to say, God, this is a precious gift, but I trust you with it. This is a precious gift, but I want to do my part to see it used in the way in which you create it to be used. So now I'll say the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you, grant you his peace, and may you leave a legacy for generations to come. Amen? Be blessed.